It's Friday, and you've reached the Kelly Wendland Podcast. This week's podcast is sponsored by Logisolve Consulting. Logisolve, we deliver. Also sponsored by i4 Marketplace. i4 Marketplace specializes in SAP and e-commerce for manufacturing environments. On this week's podcast, we talk with Tom Newman, ex-Minnesota Gopher, about hockey and leadership. Coming up next. 420 plus from billion Another glacier gone But if you just accept your Lord and Savior It won't matter in a way We are live with a very special guest today, Mr. Tom Newman. How are you, Tom? I'm doing great, Kelly. Long overdue. Thanks for having me. You know, and I was going to say the man, the myth, the legend, because I do feel like in a lot of ways you're all of those things to uh, to me and a lot of other people. But, you know, on the other hand, I don't want to be too I don't want to gush too much about you. <laughs> <It's a> weird... <laughs> well, uh, my bad days. Just call me up by my bad days. I feel like you can just you cheer know, me you up. Don't That's have awesome. many, you don't have too many bad days. Kathy probably right. can tell us some stories about that. But yeah, overall, right over on. she knows better than the rest of us. You hide it. You hide it pretty good in in, out in public. <laughs> That's right. Game face. <laughs> yeah. Right. I know about that too. So <laughs> you have to be excited. Your Minnesota Gophers are on a roll. They, you know, they almost looked unbeatable these first few games into the tournament. What's your what's your take on where that team is at and what are your predictions? Well, obviously, I I'm a huge supporter, so I'm hoping they go all the way. I didn't realize that, um, you know, it's been a while since they won it all. Two thousand one, two thousand two. So it's like it's 20 years. So definitely do. They're playing really well, and so they're fun to watch. They they struggled in the first game with Canisius for a period and a half, and they kind of turn around, and, and this might be a shocker for you, but, you know, they have a lot of great forwards and a star blue line, but the goaltending is is has been really, really good, and it was a question mark. So he he's playing well, and quite honestly, it could be a different game a couple of times. So, yeah, so I'm obviously a fan and excited about where they're going. You know, it's interesting that you point out the goaltending. I think most of us who watch, who have watched them, would not say, "Wow, the goaltending's so great." They, they've looked so good. You, they could, they could put, you know, me in that, and they would probably <laughs> beat those teams as good as their forwards and defensive. Ben, I, and not taking away for how good from how good the goaltending is, because the whole team has just looked really, really oh, good. They're stars. I mean, there's obviously future NHLers on there, but you. There's some times where it just doesn't go. They're not playing well, and and the goalie is, has kind of saved the day a number of times. He's making big saves, and he's he's controlling rebounds, so he's rock solid. And I know everybody want to watch the people score goals in the forwards, but you know, Kelly, it's all about goaltending. As, for, as a forward, I can tell you, I'm not paying a lot of attention to the to the goalies. I can tell you, you know, and this was interesting to me. A couple of those top kids are not Minnesota kids. No, that's what's awesome about it. I just think that's the game of hockey and how much it's spreading. I mean, the goal, you know, back in my day when I play, everyone was from Minnesota, so we we're kind of hated because of that. Um, but now, you know, the goalies from Canada, you got, I think, Nice is from Phoenix. Just it's all over the U.S. And I think that's just a credit to the game of hockey more than anything. I think the game is spread in popularity. You got NHL teams in Tampa, you know, winning. And so it just, 
I think it's awesome. It's great for the game and it's fun to see people just excited about it. And it's, it's cool to have people come from non, non winter climates playing. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, in Minnesota, still kicking out 10 teams worth of division one players. So, you know, that's Minnesota is still the, still the state that drives, you know, college hockey, you know, even pro hockey. I don't know what the numbers look like. I know Michigan, of course the Michigan numbers get skewed because kids from Minnesota and everywhere else end up in Michigan for their high school years for the national program. And I think they include those kids with the Michigan numbers, but Minnesota, uh, Minnesota still has, has a lot to be proud of. Minnesota yeah. has a lot to be proud of. Yeah. Way to, to way to way to way to way to bring it back, Kel. Yeah. Well, yeah. But no, I, no, they they Minnesota has a great program, and it's due to the youth programs and access to rinks and hockey and all that stuff. But I do think with the junior programs now and how competitive it is and having access to the sport, I think that's just driving more people to play it, and then. Obviously, there's more college teams, more Division One teams with Arizona State. So it's just it's cool stuff going on with the game for sure. Yeah. Now you were you were a goaltender at the University of Minnesota. Obviously, um, in high school, you were a, a star quarterback who won the state championship against Creighton Durham Hall, the heavily favored. Um, Chris Winky led Creighton Durham Hall. I don't know if they were heavily favored. I, I wasn't right. <laughs> Oh no, they were certainly no. I don't know. If they they were, but yeah. Anyway, so you you yeah. you were the, you were a quarterback. You're a goaltender. Those positions aren't necessarily, you know, in my mind, like the the goaltender is kind of the the guy that you put in the corner and nobody talks to. The quarterback is the, you know, he's the the face of the franchise. He's the one person everybody wants to talk to. How do you do? You, do you view them that way, or do you view them more similar than that? I probably see them. I mean, they are different. I always, I only played quarterback in high school for a couple of years. So I feel like I'm more the goalie than the quarterback mentally. Um, so I'm, it, and people won't believe me, but I'm introverted in nature. So I, I tend to analyze and get deep on things. And most goalies would do that, right? And kind of be okay by themselves. So the quarterback role was kind of a stretch for me at the time, maybe. I do think, but they're similar, right? And so I like people. I like, you know, so the quarterback, I was more like, can I make an impact and was put in that position? So I don't know. I, in many ways, they're the same. But as a goalie, I try to play like a quarterback, try to be the guy in the locker room that people could depend upon, be the guy on the ice calling out plays. So I do think there's a level of uh, leadership that if you will, from a goalie perspective, that is overlooked, right? Goalies are, are viewed as a little odd, a little, a little unique. So not viewed as maybe the leader that they should be. Yeah. That's my right. perspective. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Hold on just one, one second. This is driving me mm-hmm. crazy. Hold on. For the people at home, there was a, uh, or for the people only listening on a podcast, I had my humidifier running and it was driving. No one else probably hears that, but it drives me crazy because I want my audio to be as pristine as possible for our, for our listeners. So I had forgotten to unplug that before we started. I keep, I keep a humidifier in here for acoustic guitars so that um, in the winters here, it's very hard. And your cigars and your cigars and your cigars. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, no, no cigars. Just just the guitars. Very nice. So, how, how much do you think it play those goaltending and quarterback play into your leadership style? Is one more than the other involved with what you've become as you know being in leadership now? You know, twenty five years or however long you've been in a leadership role. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Being a leader is a journey in itself. I feel like it's just a never ending pursuit of trying to, to be the best person you can be. And I think those positions that I played, I don't, I don't think I played because I wanted to be the guy. I just wanted to make an impact. So I think, um, leadership is kind of the same way, like trying to make an impact. And, um, so I feel like they're similar in that regard. And that's why I play those positions. I don't. I, I didn't always want the limelight, you know, and so it was just how can I help the team be better? And I felt like whenever I watched something or um, it was the quarterback and the goalie or the pitcher that was making the impact. So that was kind of the draw to me. Um, and then just leadership, leadership kind of follows with those roles. So it was kind of a, a chicken and egg type thing, in my opinion. The, is leadership to you, you know, there's there's brute force, top down kind of leaders, mm-hmm. and then there's you know, collaborative, lead by example kind of leaders. Which one do you consider yourself? Well, I brute force, Kelly. I just pound <laughs> on the table. Well, I'm, aware. And gets the- <laughs> I'm aware. I, I am aware. I know the answer. That's like, yeah, oh, yeah, you I do. Yeah, you yeah. Consider yourself. Oh. <laughs> I know the actual answer. No, I, I think that it's important to be like other people, not above other people. I think you, you know, treat people as you would yourself. So I think it's really good to be a servant leader. I think being authentic, building up trust, it's okay to fail. You don't have all the answers, but just know that you're trying to do the right thing. So yeah, I think a lot of ways those mirror sports, right? So I think that's why sports was a good venue for me that you're always failing and try to get better. And I think that's just, that's leadership in in itself. So I, so I just don't think you, you know, you can be a brute force leader. I just don't think people always want to follow brute force. But I think there's times where um, as a leader, you may you need to make tough decisions. You have there's accountability and results if you want to get stuff done. So I think I think that would be ultimately how how I would manage. Right. And look at it as just having accountability to do your job the best you can and and get people to come along and try to give them rope to do it versus brute force. I think managing by, by commanding is, is pretty tiresome. Yeah, no. And you're not, you're, you're definitely a servant leader in my opinion. And, you know, I, I, when I first, when we were younger and building the company, I used to say, you know, he's like a six, three model who's all stayed in three sports. And so I want to hate him because for a little undersized guy who a grinder and everything I did and was not talented in most things. I look at you and I'm like, you know, that would have been, that's pretty nice to have that, but, but you're so nice and humble that, well, you know, you can't, you can't help but like you and, and want to, you know, be on your team. And so I think that's a great compliment to you. You definitely are a servant leader. And uh, so I, well, I thank you, Kelly. You're talented too. You don't, I don't oh, know. That's a great compliment, but you're shooting yourself in the foot. You're, no, well, you, I, you, you, you do a lot of things too, but thank, you're thank awesome. You, thank you. Yeah. We can have a podcast about just complimenting each other. Back yeah, we are. People are going to be wanting to throw up right now listening to us talk. 
I've, I wanted to ask you this question. It, growing up, or even today, who do you look up to? Who who do you say, uh, in sports or in just in life, who do you say, this is a person I aspire to, or you aspire to the idea? I mean, humans on the inside are usually not nearly as glamorous um, as the, as when you're mm-hmm. looking at them from just an outside perspective. But who 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 do you who do you say I'd like to be more like them? You know, a great question. I, I don't know if I have one individual as I try to like pull from all sorts of individuals first from my parents, right? Just learning from them and aspiring to be like them. They're they're great people. And even even like looking at Abraham Lincoln, just reading books about leadership. I just think there's a lot of cool stuff that you can pull from from different categories. But then ultimately, if I looked at how I grew up and what I what I did, my first proud hero was Jim Craig. So that was kind of like my aha moment, if you will. My like, gosh, I, you could do that. Like it, it was super cool to watch him wrap, wrap the flag around him in the 1980 Olympics. So that was kind of like the fire in the belly for me to aspire to, to do something uh, and be inspired. But, you know, I... It, there's there's a couple role models. My high school coach for football, Dave Nelson, who's just a tremendous human being. So he, those are people I look up to that, um, yeah, just keep me going. Any, but try, any to, try to pull different any, any musicians. See, this is the thing. I'm that athlete. Has I can't sing. I can't dance. I, I just I can't. But I want to be like I want to play the guitar. So my no, musician, any, forget the playing part. Is there any musicians? Yeah, you know, I have, a, I have a, I have like a man crush on Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters. I don't know why he just seems like this great human being who's giving back, who's just really authentic. And yeah, so I, he's kind of like the person like, Oh, that'd be cool. Right. It'd be cool to meet him. So he would be, he'd probably be my guy. Yeah. Dave Grohl is a great choice. I agree with you. We should get him on the podcast sometime. In Let's do it. Let's write him a bunch we, of we letters. Man love to him. We can yeah. on his Twitter account. Yeah. Trying to roll in their eyes and passing out from exhaustion, listening to yeah. how much we would give Dave Grohl. <laughs> Be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it would. Well, Tom Newman, thanks so much for your time. It's always wonderful talking to you, and it's great to have you on the podcast. For the rest of you out there listening, thank you for listening. Have a great weekend, and we will catch you next week. Thanks, Kelly. Great work. Yesterday, just give me staples, say we.